crisp, the leaves have fallen, pumpkins and corn stalks decorate our front porch. We are reminded once again that the clock keeps ticking. And we pray that you see each day as a gift and that you are cherishing the people in your life that you are surrounded by. With that, we want to welcome you to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. I'm here with my co-host and husband, Travis. Hey guys, we're so glad you're tuning in. Well, our goal today and every day is to encourage you to fight for love in your marriage as you are on this journey together that we call life. Isn't it awesome that we get to live another day? I am so grateful for this each morning that I jump out of bed into whatever it is that God has for me that day. That's truly you, Travis. You are grateful every morning and, and you do a jump out of and bed. And I, I jump out of bed for sure. <laughs> Too much energy, but it's so fun to embrace a new day. Well, we want to do a quick shout out to a country who has been consistently listening and downloading the Loving the Fight Marriage podcast. So we want to say hi to everybody in Germany. We have consistent listeners out there in the great country of Germany. And when I say consistent, I mean every week. So hey guys, how you doing? Hey everyone in Germany. So glad that you're tuning in. We can see that every week you're downloading this podcast. So thank you. Yes, thank you. We see you and we're honored to have you listening faithfully. We are, by the way, both almost 50% German, aren't we, Don? You and I, our ancestors are from Germany. In fact, they didn't come from that long ago to the United States. We don't know them, but some of our roots are from Germany. So to those of you listening in Germany, we recently accepted the title of Opa and Oma. One of our favorite titles ever. So cool, (laughs) which is German for grandma and grandpa. And it's so cute and awesome to hear our 16-month-old grandson say Opa and Oma. I mean, it like melts our hearts, doesn't it, Don? Yeah, because he just looks at us and he goes, Opa. (laughs) <laughs> or Oma, he enunciates it very It's really strong. cool. Yeah. And he's got a big smile yes. and he's just all in. So thank you for everyone in Germany who is listening and downloading our podcast. As you all know, and like Travis stated, we love to encourage people to fight for love and to fight for their marriage. We feel like this is what God wants us to do outside of our careers in church ministry. And that is why we started the Loving the Fight Marriage conferences over eight years ago. That's why we wrote a book about a year and a half ago on Verbalocity. And that is why we do this Loving the Fight Marriage podcast. When Travis became a pastor 25 years ago, when we entered into church ministry, married couples began coming to us asking for advice or counseling and prayer. Do you remember that, Travis? I do, Very yeah. Very often. Lots of couples. Again, not just one or two couples, but actually hundreds of couples over the last 25 years. And why is that? I think it's because we all know that marriage can be hard and can be a struggle. We know that marriage is made up of two imperfect people coming together, merging their lives fully and uniting as one. But with that, Two completely different personalities, backgrounds, environments, and just the basic stresses of life, conflict can arise easily. Yeah. I mean, people are so different and opposites attract. They get into a marriage together and then there's, like you said, the pressure of life. And so it can be so challenging. And yet you're in love. And yet some days you hate each other. You're like, want to kill each other, but you're in love. And so it can be difficult. I think we came to a conclusion a while ago that... We really believe at the core of these people that have come to us that you have two people who actually really want their marriages to work, but they just need a little guidance, instruction, and encouragement. And that is the part that we believe that God wants us to play in that. 
to love, to guide, to instruct, and encourage marriages. You know, honestly, it's an honor to help and to see God do some crazy, awesome things when two people decide to fight for the marriage and to not give up. Man, that's just rewarding to us. We love love that. that. It's inspiring. It's inspiring for them to dig in their heels and to keep uh, fighting for each other. I feel like a while ago, we knew that we needed to do our part. The couple has to do their part. But God does the biggest part. And we've seen some amazing miracles happen in marriages. So over the past few weeks, we have had different couples come and open up to us about their life and marriage. Some just needed prayer and encouragement or resources. But there was one couple who we felt had some very large yellow flags. They couldn't see the flags quite yet, but we could see them. It made us stop and think through marriage even more, didn't it, Travis? We just yeah, stopped. Yeah, I, I got concerned. The path that this couple is going down is narrowing, and we don't want this for this couple. We don't want this for any couple. When your marriage begins to enter the yellow to red flag region, your marriage is now at risk and could quickly spiral to places that you don't want it to go. Yeah, Don, and I think you kind of uh, alluded to that earlier. You have the pressure of life and the differences in personalities, and so often couples just kind of drift into yep. that world. And before you know it, they're living separate lives or they're experiencing different yeah. things and they've drifted apart and it gets kind of crazy it then does. and they yep. need help. They need somebody to help them to see where they're at. Well, we tell you that story and give you a little bit of that backdrop because at that point it put an urgency into our hearts and we want it to be a little blunter in today's podcast and title it Affair Proof Your Marriage now. 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 That's the key right right now. now. Don't wait. (laughs) So this couple isn't at that point yet, but unless they stop and their marriage becomes a focus, this actually could happen and it would be horrible. Yeah. And and right now there are things that the couple can do. Yes. Right now there are things that you and I can do, Don, and the couples that are yes. listening can do. And it's so important to make that decision to put those things into place. So we want to give you some things that you can do today to help you affair proof your marriage. But first we have to ask the question, why do affairs happen? Or why does infidelity or cheating an affair, why yeah. does that happen in a marriage? Well, Dr. John Gottman, a clinical psychologist, researcher, and one of the 10 top most influential therapists conducting 40 years of breakthrough research with thousands of married couples, he answers that question with this statement. Here's what he says. Affairs don't just happen overnight. The act of emotionally or physically going outside of the relationship is the result of small, almost imperceptible events over a long period. Period. These events erode trust and commitment to the point when one or both partners in the relationship turn away from the other. He goes on to say, at this point, a couple's attempts to repair the relationship fail and conflict discussions are painfully negative. Gottman states that the affair happens out of this gradual process of investing less and less in the relationship and looking for another person to make up for what is allegedly missing in the relationship. Mm. I think he hit the nail on the head, Don. What do you think? I mean, isn't this just so to the point? Yes, I totally agree, Travis. I think it's interesting to hear 
and to see and to know that affairs just don't typically happen overnight. There is a gradual process to this. A definite gradual process. And we can do something about it. We can do something about it right now. And we can affair-proof our marriage if we put guardrails into place to protect our marriage. And also if we can know the warning signs or the yellow flags, maybe even the red flags that our marriage is heading in the wrong direction. So what do they look like? What are the warning signs or those yellow flags that we need to be aware of? Well, I love that Dr. John Gottman, he provides kind of a flow chart, if you will, that displays the typical steps that lead to infidelity, a verbal flow chart. And here are some of the things that he lists out. He says, believing that he or she is not there for me becomes a common Mm. event. And maybe it's a common event in their mind or in their heart, but they start to believe it. He also says that conflict is the norm and the likelihood of just getting out of conflict is less and less. It's almost like they're in a constant state of of conflict. So trying to just forget about it or make up no longer works. So the couple avoids conflict. They suppress it. And then there's oftentimes a large blow up. He points out that one or both start avoiding self-disclosure and now have secrets from his or her partner. He says that maybe one or both start negatively comparing the spouse to others. And we both know, Don, you and I, that, man, that is a bad road to take. Because we've often talked about how when we see other people outside of our home, we're seeing the best side of them generally. But when you and I live together every day or couples live together every day, we often see, you know, the real side, the full 360 degree side. He then mentions that uh, one or both stop reaching out for emotional connection. And that is a huge problem. Because we need to be emotionally connected with our spouse. If we stop reaching out for it, then where are we going to get that from? And we're probably going to get emotionally connected to a coworker, to a neighbor, to somebody else that we feel comfortable with. He then mentions that one or both begin investing less in the relationship and more in outside activities like kids, work, hobbies, and some of those can be good things. But he also says one or both begin sacrificing less for the relationship. In other words, no longer sacrificing extra work and time to be home or to have a date night or to really, again, invest in each other. Kind of like they just give up. They slowly begin to just give up. They do. And then it leads, according to John Gottman, it leads to less dependency on the relationship to get needs met. They start confiding in others rather than confiding in their spouse or partner, which would be much more natural. He then mentions that resentment sets in rather than gratitude. And I think, Don, when you've lost gratitude for your spouse, for your marriage, you are headed for trouble. He also says that partners start to feel lonely in the relationship. This can include low desire, little sex, romance, fun, play, adventure, and ongoing courtship. He mentions that there are fewer boundaries with alternative relationships and hard boundaries with your spouse. And lastly, crossing boundaries, real betrayal, emotional or physical betrayal that starts to unfold as one or both partners actively turn toward others to meet emotional or physical needs. Yep. We're talking danger zone, yep, right, Don? Danger zone. That's an incredible list of things that we need to look for 
make sure that that's not creeping into our marriage or in your marriage because that can definitely lead to infidelity. I can see how that could happen. It completely can. And really what we're trying to say is if you see some of these things in your marriage, stop and refuse to take another step forward. Declare war against the enemy and begin to fight. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your spouse. Fight for the love that God has given both of you together. I'm sure some of you are wondering why there is a sense of urgency today in this podcast, but it comes from a conversation that we had this last week with someone that there were some yellow signs and warning signs. And we really feel like we needed to just stop and be like, how can we help this couple? Or how can we help couples in general? How can we make sure that this doesn't creep into our own marriage? So what are things that we can do or you can do to a fair proof your marriage? Yeah. And that's really the question. I think that's the the absolute main point of this episode, a fair proof your marriage now. Now, yeah. So how? It's one thing to say to do it, but Don, you and I right now, we want to give exact ways on how couples can do something and it's going to work. I think the first thing that we need to do, and it's so important, is to realize that you are in a battle. And we, this comes from Ephesians 6, 12. It says, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You guys, there is an enemy that our marriages wrestle against that will do anything possible to try and tear our marriages apart. The enemy knows that if it can destroy your marriage, it can destroy your kids. If it can destroy your kids, it can destroy the future generations of your family. Don't give him that power or authority, but we need to realize that we are in a battle. Yeah, we're in a battle. And the funny thing is, you know, if somebody showed up at your front door, Don, and they were wearing military fatigues, you know, camo, and they had a machine gun and grenades, you would know, right? Yes, yep. But instead, the battle that you're talking about, Don, the spiritual battle that's coming against our marriages is kind of like, um, you know, in the form of our cell phone and the form of online porn that's yep. available yes. at any single second. And that is something that can come and attack our marriage. And so the attack is really subtle and we've got to be careful, but it's there. Right. So once you guys, we realize that we're in a battle, that you are in a battle, that your marriage is under attack. The next thing you have to do is you have to choose to fight. And again, this is a choice. Choose to fight. Determine in your heart that you will never, ever give up on your marriage. Once you realize that you are in a battle and your marriage is under attack, you have two choices. You can choose to stand up and fight, or you can step back and allow the enemy to fight for you. There's going to be a battle. There's going to be a fight. Who do you want fighting that battle? The battle is real. Who do you want fighting the battle for you? You guys fight for your marriage. So how can you affair-proof your marriage? Again, you have to first realize that you're in a battle. You have to choose to fight. And then you have to invest in your marriage. You can't expect to get anything out of a marriage if you have given up on it or no longer invested it the way that you did when you first got together as a couple. You know what? When I think of a marriage, I think of a 401k. How much you invest now to increase the value of what you already have will determine what you will end up with many years to come. Yeah, and Don, what is a 401k? It's uh, an investment kind of retirement plan that we use here in the United States that people grow wealth for the future. I know we try to put a lot in our 401k because we want to have the opportunity 
to live comfortably later on. In the same way, we want to invest a ton into our marriage right now and invest consistently to make sure that we have lots of love for each other as life continues to move on. That makes sense. We want to make sure that we're always investing in our marriage. It makes sense. So why not grow old and happy together? Why not grow old and laugh and and have tons of great memories and know that, yeah, life has its ups and downs, but we did it together. What's the best way to invest? I think it's time. We need to invest time into our marriage, into each other. And that would be quality time. It would be time doing things that we love to do together, but things that also fill our buckets together. The next thing that we need to do to make sure that we have fair proof our marriage is this, have immovable guardrails. We need guardrails, but I'm talking ones that are like concrete, like you cannot move them. One of the greatest pieces of advice when it comes to marriage is found in the Bible in Proverbs 4.23, and it says this, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. If we made this a priority, this in itself would have fair proof any marriage if we just did exactly what this verse said. So what does it mean to guard your heart? To guard your heart means to be aware and careful of what comes into and what dwells inside of your heart. What we allow to come into our heart is often what will come out and that will shape and mold our decisions on the choices we make and who we become. So how? How do we guard our hearts? Again, going back to the wisdom and the truth of God's word, in Proverbs 4, it goes on to tell us this. Keep your mouths free of perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. And that's just this massive amount of wisdom with a key. Don, and I uh, totally agree. I think part of guarding your heart, part of having immovable guardrails is sometimes you got to run the other way. I know there have been times in our lives, Don, where you or I are uh, alone with somebody of the opposite sex and we suddenly realize that and we get out of there. We We leave leave. immediately. We're like, hey, I got to go. My wife's out in the car. She's waiting for me or whatever it is. But you get out of there and sometimes you just plain run. I think the key to that last verse is this. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you and give careful thought to the paths for your feet. We need to practice giving careful thought to the paths of our feet. Set guardrails to where your feet will and will not go. Set guardrails to what you put before your eyes. So what are we talking about? What are guardrails? Like, what are some examples? And I know we've done a different podcast on guardrails, but this is how we can affair proof our marriage and guardrails are part it's of that. It's a piece of it, it yeah. Is. So guardrails such as this and something that we practice, never, ever be alone with anyone of the opposite sex. And again, never. And if it happens, you run. Yeah, right? you make <laughs> sure that you get to. out of there. If you are never alone with anyone of the opposite sex, you will not have personal intimate conversations that could happen between you and them. You will also not be in a place to get tempted to be physical with them in any way. Yeah, and I would add to that, Don, this includes things like texting or instant messaging or even emailing back and forth, you know, those intimate conversations that your spouse doesn't know anything about. Another guardrail that you need to have in place, again, we're talking about immovable guardrails, is this, not sharing personal information about your marriage with anyone of the opposite sex. Don't disclose information about your marriage and relationship to anyone of the opposite sex ever. This intimate conversation could be 
a foot in the start of an emotional relationship that you should never have with anyone other than your spouse. You don't want to make an emotional bond with anyone of the opposite sex. Anyone. The last immovable guardrail that we think that you should have in your marriage to protect it and to help affair proof it is this. A guardrail that you agree to absolutely no pornography or digital sites that could entice you and draw you in. Again, no pornography. So what you are doing is you're agreeing to digital purity between you and your spouse. Again, these are just three immovable guardrails that we suggest that you have in your marriage set up so that you can avoid an affair, so that you can affair-proof your marriage. very wise, for sure. You guys, you know you and you know your marriage. So we suggest that you just use Proverbs 4.23. Again, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Use that verse as a tool and a guide to help you create guardrails around your heart and around your marriage. Yeah, again, we're talking about a fair proof your marriage now. Do it right yes. now. Don't wait. Your marriage is too priceless, too special. So a couple other things that we would recommend, be open and honest yes. about everything. This can be hard sometimes, but you have to be. You gotta. Don't hold back from your spouse. If you need more communication, affection, intimacy, patience, less sarcasm, more help with the kids, financial support, you know what? You gotta let your spouse know. They need to know what you feel like you are lacking from the marriage and vice versa. Don't just hope that things will get better on their own. If your spouse doesn't know that you want something to be a different way or that you need something, how can you even expect them to give that to you? Open yeah. your mouth. Open your mouth. Open Let your mouth. Know. You guys speak. <laughs> Tell them honesty truly is the best policy in marriage. Here is a huge tip. Don't do this in the middle of an argument or yeah, conflict, so you know, like work out that way. back up well. the garbage truck <laughs> right. right in the middle of a conflict and dump all of this stuff on them. Make sure to have these conversations when emotions aren't running high and conflict isn't present. And the last tip that we want to give you guys to affair proof your marriage now is this. Pray that God protects your marriage. Right. That might sound simple, the biggest but key. <laughs> that is the biggest key. Our enemy is big. Our enemy, which is evil, but our God is greater and he is so much bigger. So you have to pray, pray, pray. Ask God to protect your hearts and your marriage. If your eyes are focused and dependent on him, you will have less time and opportunities to focus on the things that can distract you and destroy your marriage. We just want you guys to know that we believe and we know that God has a plan and a purpose for you and for your marriage. But we also know that there is an enemy out there that is trying to destroy your marriage. And we want to make sure that you're not caught off guard, you guys. Be prepared to fight. A surprise attack is super hard to fight. It's almost impossible to win it's an when you're attacked. Yes. Yeah. So don't be surprised. Be ready. You guys, you got this. We believe in you. You know, Don, one thing that we didn't talk about is if you know that you're under attack, it's okay to bring in reinforcements. And we've said this before, but you know, if there are yellow and red flags in your marriage, it's okay to stop and get some right. help. Go together yes. to a pastor, to a marriage counselor and, and work on your marriage together and do what you need to do to win the fight, right. to win the battle. It's worth it. You guys don't give up. 
We just want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, you can do it. You've got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.